This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Welcome back to the Altar Tapes, part of the Anatomy of a Scream pod squad. This week, your ears are not deceiving you. It is me, Adrian Ray, and I am joined by my amazing co-host. Go ahead and introduce yourself, my love. Hello, it is I, Sheree Bohannon again. Me yes. and my drunk shenanigans are happy to see you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hello. Okay, hello. guys, um, Sheree told me that we have maybe done this before. I feel like this is our first time. I know we've recorded other podcasts together, um, so it always feels like home when we speak. But if we have, because my memory's shit, I'm so sorry, I'm a... I smoke weed, y'all. So if you go back, go find go find the one where we did, if we did, and listen to it, because Sheree's my favorite person. I love Sheree so much. So thank you so much for hopping on with me um, to talk some shit on this fun little horror short. Uh, let me not use the word fun, but... Um... She she was a short. Um, <laughs> she, she, she did some stuff. I, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me guess <laughs> the background, the tea. So what we are discussing today is Hangry, directed by Bola Oaken, written by Tennessee Martin, and of course, starring Elle Gale, Justin Kirk, and very briefly, Abby Bramell. Uh, so Hangry. This, well, first off, I'm hangry right now. So the irony is, bitch, I'm hungry. And oh, we're talking, <laughs> and we're talking, you know, being hangry. So I'm so happy you hopped on this with me. I, at least like the last two people that I've recorded with, I've like sent this as an option. I'm like, Hey, here's hangry. And it's always like, well, also here's this. And I'm like, okay, let's just do your option. Um, so Sheree sent this to me. So I was like, this is like perfect. I was like, I have been annoying everybody with this option <laughs> for months now. So when Sheree sent it to me, I was like, Yes, it was meant to be. Right? I was like, she's called Hangry, so relatable content. Um, and a Black director? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> that's all I ask. Relatable? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I am always exposing my ass on this podcast. So as you guys know, probably at least at this point with me, I am a thumbnail queen. So I usually just base my decisions on what we discuss on this podcast based off of the thumbnail. To me, I think that's fun. I feel like thumbnails are a really important part of YouTube. So I also take that into consideration when I want to talk about a movie for Alter. Um, but for this one, it was solely the name. I was like, hangry. I was like, this sounds amazing. But it was completely opposite of what I expected it to be. Right? Right? Because... The thumbnail, she's got like attitude. She's sitting out there on the sidewalk. And I'm like, oh, she's about to eat some bitches. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> I was like, she's and literally going to eat. <laughs> listen, and you open it up and she's like in a trailer park getting abused. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Like as soon as we open into like the abuse, I was like, oh, okay. Like I was not anticipating this. Again, like I was expecting just like full bone like cannibalism. I was like, maybe she's, mm. you know, like a descendant of like the Sawyer family. Like, I don't know. Like I was just expecting cannibalism. Uh, but then yeah we start off she's in bed trying to sleep and she gets a phone call by somebody she's branded as asshole in her phone um, and when she picks up the phone and when this man speaks um, he does a phenomenal job this actor of just coming off like so unsettling like yeah. his voice is just like it gave me chills like just hearing the way he was like speaking to her I I was shook it because I'm like that voice sounds familiar I'm like why do I know this man's voice and then they showed him and I was like it's Justin Kirk 
Like he, for people who don't know, he was like in Weeds. He had like some episodes of Succession. He's oh. always playing an asshole, but like the one in Weeds became a lovable uncle asshole with like missing toes. Okay. Um, his other assholes, not so endearing. And so I was like, good to see him in this genre. I'm happy he's finally here. And he has immediately like, let me touch this little girl. I'm like, oh no, I don't. Yeah, ah, <laughs> okay. So I'm happy that you know him. I, I don't know him. I have wanted to watch Weeds for as long as I can remember. And Succession is on like my watch list with like a million other things. <laughs> <laughs> like if nothing else you have to watch because Uncle Steven wants us to know he doesn't watch it. So now you have to. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Now I want to because he plays the creep like really well. So if he's bringing that energy to these roles, then obviously he's going to entertain me, although terrify me probably. Um, But I'm happy that you recognized him and like understood who he was because to me, I was just like, this is terrifying. And, you know, sensitive topics here, you guys, like obviously any type of abuse is like really hard to talk about. I, um, you know, I come from a divided household. So like I have faced abuse um not to this extent though um so it was just like really unsettling for me to sit through this at first because again i was going in expecting i mean i mean it's horror you know i was expecting it to be graphic with a name like hangry but like obviously like the the abuse side of things always is like a tough watch for me um so i'm happy that this one was pretty to the point like we don't spend too much time focusing on the abuse which is nice with the short um so i don't have to like sit through that um and i think it just like it kind of just wrapped itself up really well um so i didn't have to like sit through something that was super uncomfortable you know that's one of the things I like about it is that it didn't make us sit through it because so many movies and so many shows are just like, we found this trauma and we're going to have trauma porn now. And it becomes that forever and always. And it's mishandled. This was like, it's really quick and then it's jarring. It, it could have been smoother, <laughs> um, but it's really quick. And we're just going to like wrap it into like her exposition monologue as she cuts him up later, which that was a monologue. Um, but like I I will say that because of how old she is and like how he's not being nonchalant about it it made me wonder why the mother allows this because she seems to still be a mom's girl and I'm just like "Mm, I don't like your mom either you can go ahead and cut her up too yeah it's I, um, the entire time I thought her mom was dead. Um, at the end, we do see that she's still alive, but I also thought it was like, okay, maybe the mom's dead. Cause when he comes home, I also was like confused. I like that the dynamic was like, like not like given right away. She has him named as asshole. She taught, she calls him Leroy when he walks in. So she like, doesn't call him father. So like, I was like trying to figure out what the relationship was. And he mentioned her mom on the phone. He's like, I don't know. I should have caught that. I don't know why in my mind I thought she was dead, but he's like, I'm going to have to call your mom then. So I thought he was a stepdad because she was like, look, Leroy, look, Leroy. And also he was like roping her. And I was like, oh, no. But like because when she's giving all that position towards the end, I'm like, oh, so it was also incest. Oh, no, we somehow made it worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, every everything that you don't like want to have to like face in your media. This is what we're facing. Um, but they did it in a very I mean, they got to the point right away, which is great. That's why I love a short. That's like really the only time I can like see depictions like this. One of the first things I talked about on here was slut um but did we do that one together that was i think you and cat because okay. i was like i'm gonna watch it and then listen to what y'all see and like oh i should have asked them that needed a trigger warning but we're here yeah, now I'm, I'm so sorry okay <laughs> <laughs> but see that's a short that i really enjoy and like i'm the type of person like truly and honestly where i can't like watch depictions of you know trigger warning rape sexual assault i don't do well with those types of 
plots in like film and TV. Um, so usually like a short like this is usually like the only way I can stomach it because we don't focus on it for too long because we do get that moment in the kitchen because he's demanding that she cooks for him and she's like, I'm trying to sleep. I have the SAT, which tells us, you know, she's a high school student um, and underage. So he's like, I don't give a fuck, like throwing his shoes around and like threatening to hit her with him. I was like, not giving me the chancla vibes. I was a little triggered. I was also just like, um, is your mom not in the trailer tonight? But, or, or I guess the home. I don't know what it is. I just, because of the Justin Kirk's vibes, I assumed. <laughs> That's the classes of me, though. Um, assholes come in many different kinds of houses. The trailer park. <laughs> <laughs> right? Assholes live in all zip codes. Um, they are equal opportunity. And so right, right, right. let me <laughs> work that back. Right. You um, watch Succession. You should know. Listen, <laughs> listen. Them assholes are like, we're billionaire assholes, bitch. Ha! Exactly. Exactly. I, that was the mercy kind of white nonsense I support. Uh, and I hope Justin gets more of that because he deserves like. Yeah, he does a great job. Like he really does. Um, like stepping out of like the character. Um, like when I was like just looking up him and his IMDb, I think he's kind of slightly attractive. So like the entire time I was like, he's kind of cute. Like I know he's being an asshole like this entire time, but like when he was tied right. up and everything, I was like, my fantasies are just going crazy. I think he's kind of cute. He's got that weird. I'm a character actor, but I could have been a lead had I like plucked this eyebrow and you yes. like, oh, oh, yes. like, I see you. Like, yeah. <laughs> a rom-com actor in the 90s would have been like his sweet spot. I feel like he was, not to say he's not cute now. Again, I think, I thought he was kind of attractive. I feel like he was probably gorgeous back in the day. Um, when you see him in his weeds era. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. weeds. Yeah. I need to go back I and like, watch weeds. Uh, I kept waiting for him to hook up with him. I was like, your husband dead, girl. Um, this his brother in the house. What you gonna do? What you gonna do, Nancy? <laughs> right. Like, come on. To get over one person, you gotta get under another. I'm um, sure Dua Lipa told me that. <laughs> exactly. Literally that. Um, okay, so anyway, so he's like th- yelling at her, forcing her to cook for him. So she goes and she gets some meat and starts cooking for him. Um, as soon as she feeds him, we find out that she's drugged him. She's used um, <laughs> some pills, painkillers, I'm assuming, that her mom is taking. And he passes out. So then she takes him out to the barn or to the shed or something and ties him up and then wakes him up by like shocking him. And so he's like, what the hell's happening? He throws an F slur her way, which tells me that she's queer. So I love that. Um, it came, I again, I'm just like, we, I don't know how, I don't know where that came from. Cause whenever that happens, I'm just like, what? Yeah. Every oh. time they drop the F bomb in a movie, I'm like, when I was watching Barbarian and Justin, yeah, I, like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I know, like, it's like, I, I get it. Like, I get that they're bad people, but like, I just, it always triggers me, you know? I don't think I'm there yet. I feel like we, there are so many other ways of being like this person's an awful person than to be like also slurs. But people don't get that. They don't understand Microaggression Monday. It's called Microaggression Monday for a reason. Right. So there's <laughs> so many other ways of being offensive. You don't have to be like hard slurs. <laughs> That's it's, it's kind of, I, you know what? I'm not going to say anything because I do know that this is a queer, I don't know pronouns though because I did not remember to write those down because I'm an asshole. Um, but I know this is a queer writer and so like that is their right to use that word. Um, I, I'm just a little old mis- <laughs> Midwest. Um, but I, I I cannot say the same for the people who made Barbarian and I'll die on that hill. They did not have the right. They did not. I cannot justify that in my head or be like, hey, my business. I'm just like, look, straights. 
<laughs> okay, I'm glad that you uh, looked in. I'm glad you did your job and saw that the writer again was queer. So that's nice. So it's nice to know that the writing, you know, there is some um, trauma and her, I'm sure, behind the use of that word in this uh, short. Um, which, I mean, again, it can work in the context of what we're seeing. If the writer again comes from a place where this is their personal experience, then I'm okay with that. And I'm also like in the vibe right now as I, you know, inch towards my 30s of like reclaiming the word and using it more actively in like a fun, sissy way <laughs> like just when i'm with the girls and you know we're just throwing some words at each other reading each other a little bit like i like to use that word slowly but surely it was a little weird at first but it kind of feels empowering especially like with the word queer as that's kind of come back into like, the lexicon and people are using it in um a less offensive way um so you know it was okay it was a little alarming but i'm happy that immediately after that she just slices his throat open anyways I when she finally cut him I'd been waiting because again she gave us their whole story while he was tied to that table and I was like we could get to Dyson I I got what I got and we're here now let's cut him but she was like and I think you're spending mom's money and my college tuition and where are her pills going with girls taking her pills so just cut him cut him she's like you don't have any other family but us and I was like <laughs> we could have we don't need it we don't need it baby <laughs> Yeah. And you're right, too, because this is when we do get because, again, like I was also on the board of like stepfather or like just random guy who's here in the house or boyfriend, you know, mom's boyfriend. But, yeah, he drops the bomb. He's like, you know, I'm your father. And I was like, oh, girl, not the Darth Vader reveal. I was like, I was not ready for this. Because <laughs> then again, then like like you said earlier, it brings up trigger wording, the incest and then the rape and all of that. Now it's awful. And it adds like an extra layer of ick on top of everything. So at that point, I was definitely like, OK, it's like I need my good for her moment. I need her to cut him up and she does she hangs him up like a piece of meat and slices his throat and then she starts to tenderize his body grind his body up into beautiful little packages of meat um and puts him in her little freezer i was like work i was let me tell you i have a pet peeve so i know she kind of gives him like a little bit of like sass before she kills him but i'm the type of person where like i need a good like ending line like as soon as she's about to slice his throat she should have been like she did tell him to choke on her dick which is yes. fine but like i needed something else you know right before it happens you know yeah I, i'm the type of person i watch too much buffy to not get a one-liner before we tell something yeah hello like right before Sam. the steak goes into the heart like i need a, just something quick catchy witty um but like you know at least she told him to choke on his dick and then he was choking on his own blood so you know the satisfaction was still there for me i also love that she's making money off of the meat that she's gotten from this man um, talk about boss bitch. <laughs> yeah, boss bitch energy. Doja Cat would be so happy. Also, imagine coming to the side of the road and seeing this beautiful, sweet young girl, you know, practicing for her SAT and she's just telling me. And you go home and you cook it up and it's fucking Leroy from fucking a couple acres over. You know, wouldn't that suck? I was like, this is a chick's song waiting to happen. Like, do they know this shirt exists? <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> and I'm not a cannibal. You know, I'm not Army Hammer. So I don't know what human meat tastes like but like no. i feel like i would be a little alarmed i also haven't eaten like red meat in god knows like eight years maybe oh. um it's been a minute uh chicken's wow. the only thing i eat now but um like, I, I do, yeah I, I do my best you know but i would be like alarmed like i feel like it wouldn't taste the same no i I'm torn because, like, I don't want to eat people, but, like, also, groceries are getting expensive. This recession's hitting everybody hard. Um, and I have a lot of enemies. And so I might have to make a choice someday. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, we're in uh, some, some some tough times here um, in, you know, the United States of America. I don't know if I could ever see myself uh, slipping into cannibalism. 
<laughs> I just don't see that fantasy for me. Uh, but I mean, if it was unknowingly, or, you know, if I was unknowingly eating an awful rapist, disgusting, evil person, you know, maybe I could, I can stomach it probably. Where's that Hunger Games where we like bring in all the people who've done awful crimes um, or awful politicians or both? I don't know. And we just like let them see who lives and whoever doesn't live gets fed to the rest. Yes. The closest we have to that, I feel, is like Saul. Because Jigsaw yes. is finding people that he thinks, I mean, it's people he thinks are bad people. <laughs> to be fair, a lot of them are police. And so I can't fault most of his logic. You better drag. You better drag them. <laughs> I, I have only ever seen the first two Saul's. I have only seen like bits and pieces of the third. Um, so I don't like, I don't know. I just know that he finds people that he hates. <laughs> I want to say I watched up until Luke from Gilmore Girls showed up. His first movie was my last movie. And I came back for Spiral and I shouldn't have. Because that was the real downfall of Chris Rock before anything else happened. <laughs> before the slap. <laughs> yes. I, the slap came from that movie. That's what was happening. They were said to oh, pay for that movie. Honestly, <laughs> if it was that bad, then I'm a, I am I get it, Will. I get it. Yes, Go he wanted his $5 back. So he gave five fingers. <laughs> I have not seen that movie. I heard that there was also like um, like slurs thrown around in that movie too as well. So I was just like, I don't need it. You know, it's like, when did that come out? Like 2020? I was like, it's too, yeah. it's, 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 we're past all this. Again, like it's, I feel like what's happening is because so many people who get to like make the features are like cis straight white dudes. Um, and they don't understand. Again, microaggression Mondays are real for the rest of us. So they're just like, the worst thing you could do is say it. And like the worst thing you could do is what you did before you wrote the script. <laughs> the way you talk to your like server, the way you talk to the help, um, right. the way you can't see black people when you're casting Timmy Burton. Those are the worst right. things. <laughs> right. Um, the worst thing is your grandpa is probably still alive and is probably you know, a racist. We know it. People are crazy because they act like, I, I, let's not get into because I will sit here and drag America for days if I can. Ben Affleck got married in his plantation last year to J-Lo. And Hello? we're acting like, listen. Hello. Wasn't there another actor that got married on the plantation? Ryan Reynolds. One? Ryan Reynolds. Yes, that is. And he got is. dragged. Him and Blake Lively got dragged. And because your hair was like, I remember. Oh, <laughs> they got dragged. And they're like, oh, no, we didn't know that was wrong. And it made people feel bad. And I was like, white people. And then, like, Ben Affleck's like, but it's JLo. It's different if I own the plantation. I'm like, no, it's not. Fuck right. you. Okay, listen, as a Mexican, there is a lot to be said about JLo. There is a lot of issues with that. Uh, that individual I, I remember like when I was a child and obviously like the first time I saw Selena here we go tangent but the first time I saw Selena and I was like obsessed obviously and my mom was like yeah I love Selena but I hate J-Lo and I'm sitting there like five years old and I'm like we hate J-Lo and she was just like yeah I can't stand that puta I hate her and I was just like oh okay work the drama the tea and then like I remember like eventually she just like for my mom she was just like you know I feel like she abandoned us as Mexican people she had some personal vendetta out against J-Lo but I was like okay but like when as I got older and actually like heard like what she was doing behind the scenes I was able to come back and tell my mom I was like you know your your random hate wasn't random you sensed something was going on from the beginning so I had to let her know that she was correct your mom was onto it because as a kid i was like i like selena i like the sale i don't like j-lo but also there's not a lot of women of color doing anything so i'm just gonna sit here silently that's the hard part isn't that the hard part yeah because she's such a big representation for like you know my people so i'm like she's a disappointment listen listen i refuse to talk about her publicly until she decided to do the motown <laughs> tribute i don't know oh yes wasn't that so <laughs> random i remember people being like she's not gonna be able to sing this at all and i'm like of course not she doesn't sound like great live <laughs> she's no. a dancer you know she was a fly girl okay and then they were like 
because you're beautiful, be in some movies. And she's like, I can only do this one face. And they're like, that works. It go. Yay. Love it. Give us nothing. And now here she is getting married on plantations. And so like, <laughs> had I been louder as a child, like your mom, maybe we would have overlapped in the universe and taken her down together. Yeah, honestly, right, my mom, because she was like, she turned her back on us right away. As soon as she got famous, you know, she stopped appearing on all the Mexican channels. So my mom would drag the fuck out of her back in the day. So now, like, it just all makes sense, you know? Yeah. Well, there's um, smoke. Where are we at on this movie? I already <laughs> forgot. I mean, I guess we got to the end, pretty much. <laughs> Daniel ruined this movie, too. <laughs> That's what happened. She's just the altar tape. Stop her. Oh. <laughs> I mean, we got to the end because she's selling his meat. That's pretty much what happens. You know, she sells his meat. We get the quick little moment of seeing her mom in bed. So her mom's alive. I guess she was just like heavily drugged and not like hearing anything that was happening. Which I'm confused about because apparently he was taking the pills and selling them and not paying bills. So and then this girl took some more pills. When does the mom get to have enough medication to be this unconscious? Because like, again, they were not silent. Dude was throwing boots. They were yelling. He Um, shoved her against the fridge. Things are being cooked in a cast iron skillet and it was loud as fuck. And I right. was like, come on now. Right. That thing is sizzling. I'm like, she has to listen to this, right? And she has to hear this. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's I don't know what the mom's deal is, you know? And it sucks because like you mentioned at the beginning as well. That's why again, you know, this is a short, so we can't like it's hard to like really discern what the hell's happening here. But you were like mentioning earlier, like what is the mom's part in this? Like, is she aware of the abuse? And it sucks because you see a lot of situations where the moms in abusive situations could very well turn a blind eye to the situation a lot, um, which is very unfortunate. I don't know if you're like a wrestling fan, but there's like a, a wrestler from back when I was a kid or she was like a, a manager. Do you know Eddie Guerrero? Yeah. Okay, so his wife, after he passed, like, became – I was a huge wrestling fan as a kid. So she, like, entered into, like, the the WWE and was, like, a big manager for, like, the longest time. And so people are like, oh, yeah, you know, it's Eddie Guerrero's wife. She's a legend. She's amazing. But, like, I guess word came out not too long ago that her daughter, Eddie's daughter as well, was getting abused by her stepfather. And – she was like, she made a TikTok and she's like, you know, my mom, Vicky, she never did anything. She turned a blind eye to this. I told her about this. Um, so obviously, you know, it was like a big, huge thing in the wrestling world. But that's something that you hear about so often. You know, you hear about these moms allowing for the abuse to take place. And it kind of also just comes back to like the initial form of toxic masculinity and these men putting themselves at the top of the hierarchy and everybody having to just follow suit with it, um, which is I hate that. I just hate that we live in this world, you know? This, no, like, while we're dragging famous people and people adjacent to famous people, and we already have, like, the content warning out, we just got a third season of, of Surviving R. Kelly, a third season of a docu-series. Um, and, like, nobody has still interviewed Aaliyah's parents, who basically were just like, we don't care if you marry our child. We care if you pay some of these bills. And I, I'm just like, you cannot sell your children. Right. It's crazy. It's so crazy to like just think about like I, I I don't want kids. So like if you're going to be a person who is going to potentially put a child in harm's way, then just don't have kids. I was just uh reading up on Drew Barrymore's life uh not too long ago also and I was like the fact that her mom was like taking her to clubs and stuff was crazy. So I'm just like if you don't like if you don't want a kid just don't have a kid. You know what I'm saying? Some of these parents are crazy. Mm. I remember when I was a kid, Andrew Braymore was doing one of her first, this will happen to me as a child. Somebody how she did Coke as a child because they just give it to her. And I was like, what? I can get gummy beers in my house and you were getting Coke? What? <laughs> I, 
Yeah. It's crazy. So like that kind of, I was getting that vibe for sure with the mom. I mean, I don't know what's going on with her. Again, it's a short, we don't get much context. Um, but I also kind of felt that feeling too of like, maybe the mom's just like being very neglectful and like kind of turning a blind eye to the abuse, uh, which is unfortunate. But again, you know, she decided to get her revenge. Good for her. Um, murdered this man is selling his meat. I was dying when she was killing him. And in my mind, I was like, aren't you supposed to be sleeping for the SAT? But you're just here cutting up your dad instead. <laughs> That was my thought because I'm just like, you're still studying for your test. You're supposed to take in this morning while you're selling right. the meat. Like, <laughs> make it make sense, girl. I mean, I know we got to like multitask. <laughs> right. <laughs> Open up the book while you're like grinding his meat. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, Math is hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's late. And I'm so proud of her. Uh, I think she does great in this short as well. Hold on. Let me check up her IMB, uh, IMDb. Did you see if she was like in anything else? I should have. I, again, I just have. And then Justin Kirk, and so I'm like, dude, that's right, stuff right. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see, because I think she's fantastic. So she's in anything else. I mean, I I imagine that both of them have are using um, dialects because I know Justin Kirk is not not sound like this usually. Oh, um, he doesn't. And, ha- he doesn't speak. Uh, he's not American. Oh, he's American, but like this was just like <laughs> Southern American. Oh, okay. Um, I, I was like, y'all are y'all are beneath <laughs> the Mississippi River. Um, I feel like if I looked at your truck, I would see a Confederate flag. So I'm just going to stay here in the house. <laughs> yes, I, you're yeah. completely correct. I completely forgot that we were using like the Southern twang in this um, short. She's actually um, our main girl was in. I don't know if it was one episode, but she was in Ash versus Evil Dead. Apparently, I need to start that, that show because I've done too. all the I, Evil Dead movies, but not the too. show. Me either. I've only watched the first episode, the pilot episode. And I was like, this is amazing. And then, you know, I put it on my list and then she just fades off into obscurity uh, to be touched at a later time. But I do need to watch that show. But she's in that show, apparently. So work. Slay. Because yeah, no, I like to see her in more. I, I really like the direction of this short. And I think that the actors really did sell it. Cause again, like the monologue was a lot, but also I don't know this filmmaker enough to know what else they worked on. Or if this like the first script they did, or like if they were just like, this is me working through some stuff. I don't know. Um, but like, I think that these are things that could have been handled in maybe editing, if not while we worked on the script. Cause I think that we could have just been like, we don't need all the monologue. Snip, 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 get to the cuts. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm right there with you on that as well. Um, Cause it really was a lot of dialogue in like a 10 minute, or 11 minute like short you know um and especially with the content that we're getting like it's pretty self-explanatory um so i definitely i feel like yeah we call it we could have edited down on that a bit i do think the direction's really great in this movie i think a lot of the shots are really uh well done i think it's like i don't know it's just like really visually appealing to watch so i thought yes. the direction was really really good for like obviously the short amount of time we have with it I immediately was like, I want this director to give me a feature. I and I I would love for it to be something a little bit more sinister. Um, and I mean that in like a I'm said maleficent. I mean that in like a malignant way, <laughs> yes. not in the other ways. <laughs> <laughs> I think not to like take any credit away from like any of the other shorts that I've seen. I feel like this is probably the best directed short that I've seen on Alter. Like it definitely just has like a has like a finesse to it you know what i'm saying um because sometimes i mean you know like again like with the editing and the time constraints <gasps> okay hello everybody um honestly i'm editing this episode so if it sounds weird right now we had some technical issues on the um behind the scenes but we're here now we've been dragging you know absentee parents and america anyways and taylor um, swift <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah y'all missed us talking trash about 
Taylor Swift. I won't say trash. I don't, I, I, it's not trash if it's truth. Well, I mean, if her truth is trash, then I guess it's murky. Right. It's murky. Our, our listening audience, I don't know if you guys are like T Swift fans. Um, not me. Um, Listen. But, yes, hangry. <laughs> um so yes we were talking about the direction it was beautiful um again one of my favorite like directed shorts that i've seen thus far um probably beyond slut which i thought was amazing and that's one of my favorite shorts that alters put out um but yeah i thought it was phenomenal and definitely hopefully we can see more from the director yeah like i'm here for her because this again this felt like it felt like it was a league of its own because i've loved a lot of shorts but like this felt so sleek so sophisticated so polished i was like ooh, ooh, for sure like the cinematography even which is kind of crazy like sometimes you know with shorts like the lighting and the cinematography can be a little questionable uh, but yeah but this one was just like so polished like that's the perfect word for it like it just looks like screen ready you know it does everything was everything was popping lights um i don't know if they had a colorist or if they just got really lucky but like it was all it was all working for me aesthetically and i was like tens across the board yeah it was amazing it was great uh one of my favorite shorts definitely go and check it out on altar um it again is called hangry um and yeah don't try to watch it hangry though because it might just you know it probably won't help Um, but thank you so much again, Trey, just for joining me this week. Um, I'm pretty sure I, I think I come back next week. So you guys will hear me again. Um, you know, yay for y'all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you again so much for joining me. Where can everybody find you? They can find me at Miss Sheree. I have a bunch of horror podcasts over there. So odds are they'll like one of them. Um, <laughs> where can they find you? As busy as Beyonce. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me truly the horror community is beyonce so busy busy b literally sheree is working so hard you guys literally go and support her with everything that she does um for me you can find me of course um at my personal my personal is adrian ray with two e's uh currently our podcast the slasher podcast is on hiatus as i continue to work on my mental health and obviously get some personal things together um, but definitely you can go and follow at slash underscore her underscore pod. You can always be on the lookout for any updates there. Um, and for now, obviously follow alter and you can hear me and my thoughts on here. Um, and yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us this week. We had a blast with this one. I had a great time. Yeah. I gave it five steaks. Yes. Out of steaks, <laughs> five steaks yes. for sure. Out of yes. five daddy steaks or daddy's meat. Five. <laughs> I feel like men are bad meat. So I'm going to give it 10 to make sure it gets it closer to five. All right. <laughs> The meat doesn't taste as sweet, you know. Yeah, that is talking no. like cannibals. I don't I, listen. Y'all, I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I don't know how it tastes. I'm just, I'm just joshing y'all. Um, <laughs> I am not a cannibal. Um, <laughs> if you have to say it, <laughs> right? I've said it like three times already. I'm going to start getting the FBI is at my door before we know it. I love it. You're like, I don't eat red meat, and I'm not a cannibal. I'm I have like, to convince oh, myself, no. right? It sounds a little <laughs> sus. I came onto this podcast a little sus today. Let's be Gotta honest. Open the freezer, find all the enemies. <laughs> just like, oh. Imagine I would scream. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a cannibal. Okay, I don't. I'm. You're gonna. I'm gonna start. My mental health is in the gutter. I'm gonna start believing I'm a cannibal, girl. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, let's wrap this up. Thank you guys so much again for joining us. Um, we're only supposed to be here for like 30 minutes at most, and we're past that. So thank you guys so much <laughs> again for joining us. And of course, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Anatomy of a 
Scream Pod Squad.